If the Lord continues to impress my mind like he has, I'd like to somewhat start a series on the virtuous woman. It may take me six months to get through it all. But I want to hopefully start that and give you somewhat of an introduction of that today. I feel like I owe Brother Tim, ten, I owe him a lot. I owe him a lot, but I owe him at least 10 minutes because I took a little too much time last week. So I want to give you just an introduction this morning about the virtuous woman that we find in Proverbs, the 31st chapter. And I think this maybe this subject has been on my mind for several years now, maybe primarily because I have two daughters, as, and, and you know that, as well as two sons. And we spend a lot of time in our household talking about the virtuous woman. And it seems to be a lack of virtuous women in the world. Thankfully, in the circle that we're in and, and, and in this church and this community, there seems to be an abundance of them. But as, and as a whole, there seems to be like an unseen uh, contest to who can be the most provocative and who can be the most loud and who can be the most stubborn, who can be the one to express their opinion the most as far as the female gender goes. And the effect that a virtuous woman or the lack of a virtuous woman has on society is tremendous. When you have a society that is, has an abundance of virtuous women, they are in far better shape than a society that lacks virtuous women. Okay? And, you know, the, the virtuous woman or the lack of has an effect on marriages, has effect on children. It has an effect on the workplace. So, number one, I'm very thankful to, since my childhood, to have been surrounded by virtuous women. Certainly with my mother, later on in my life with my wife, and with her mother. So I have had many virtuous women influence me in my life, and you just can't underestimate the influence that they will have on your life individually, and also just a a church or a community or a school or a workplace. So it's very important that we understand a good deal about the virtuous woman. Now, let me say this to start off with. This is this series of sermons, if the Lord continues to impress my mind, don't tune me out if you're not a woman. Okay? It is, it's, it's incredibly important if you are a female, obviously, to be tuned in to what I'm saying. But when we spent time in our home going on the, over the virtuous woman, I made sure that I had the attention of my sons because my sons will be seeking, hopefully, a virtuous woman. And I hope that my daughters will become a virtuous woman. So it is equally important that the, that the male and the female both understand it because one needs to be the virtuous woman. The other one needs to be seeking one. It's not just for uh, young men and young women. It's for mothers because hopefully the mother is the example. Uh, and, and I've had this thought before that sometimes uh, as we went through that series with, uh, with my children, When I just lacked the ability to be able to express what I was trying to say, I could just say, watch your mother. And that was a tremendous blessing to me. So it's important for mothers, and even if you're not a mother, there are going to be young women that are looking up to you, for you to be that example. It's important for for the men to tune in, uh, because hopefully as fathers or as grandfathers or, or as uncles, you need to have a well-versed mind of the, the traits and the qualities of a virtuous woman so you can pass them on to the next generation. Because it seems like it is as, as time goes by that the virtuous woman and her qualities are slowly getting erased from our society. So it's important that we have a renewed sense of what that really is. Now, Let's start off by saying this. What is a virtuous woman? Well, we'll read about that in Proverbs, the 31st chapter here in just a minute. But the word virtuous there is defined as a strength 
a power or a might. And it carries the notion of, listen to this, it carries the notion of an army. All right, think about that. Uh, the word virtuous carries the idea of an army that is, has a power and a might and a strength to it. Now, when you think about an army, there are times that an army is on the offensive. There's a time that an army says, you know what, we're going to leave where we are and we're going to go out and we're going to invade and conquer and be on the offensive. But then there's a time that an army is on the defensive, that they're just maybe sitting where they are and somebody comes to their doorstep and then they've got to defend something that they love. But really think about this for just a second. Most of the time, an army is neither offensive nor defensive. Most of the time, an army is just present. Are you with me? Most of the time, an army is just there. And just the presence of an army oftentimes keeps trouble from coming to their doorstep. You understand? When you find a country that doesn't have an army, they're soon going to find themselves under the boot of a country that does have an army. So I want you to think of the virtuous woman as an army. And sometimes that virtuous woman has to be on the offensive, being proactive and going after things that are going to bring harm to her family. Sometimes she has to be on the defensive when the the powers of darkness show up at her doorstep, at the doorstep of her household. She's got to be on the defensive to keep those things at bay. But oftentimes a virtuous woman just needs to be there and just needs to be present. And as the powers of darkness pass by and they gaze over at this virtuous woman's house and they look at her standing on the wall of that house, And they say, you know what? We're going to have a battle if we go over there. Let's ease on down the road and find somewhere where the virtuous woman is not sitting on the wall. And it'll be a much more easy thing to invade and conquer. So women, speaking to you specifically, never underestimate your role in protecting and influencing those that are around you, whether it's your family or whether it's in your workplace or wherever it may be. Never underestimate the power of being virtuous because, the, as I said, the definition there, it means to uh, the notion of a force or an army. Now, the virtuous woman is to the family what an army is to a country. So... <clears throat> When you think about an army, what do you think about? You think about soldiers most likely, right? Well, what makes a good soldier? There's not one single quality or trait that makes a good soldier. It's many qualities. All right, so let's take a soldier, for example. You may have a soldier that is incredibly strong, that can lift, you know, the packs of three or four men, and he might could could go out to the battlefield and find the wounded there. And whereas one person might, uh, one regular man might could carry one man off the battlefield, this man might could carry three or four. That is a wonderful quality. But if this strong man is blind, how good of a soldier is he? He may run out there and scoop up the wounded and throw three or four on his back, but because he is blind, he carries them straight to the enemy. So being strong is important, but that's not the only quality that he needs. 
What if you have a guy that is super, super fast and he can sprint across the battlefield and he is so fast that the people that are shooting at him, they would never hit him. But he's he's weak. He's super fast, but he's weak. And as he runs across that battlefield, it's not very long that he tires under the weight of his pack. And soon he begins to slow down and then he becomes a very easy target. It's great that he's fast, but he needs to be more than fast. Or if you have a guy that maybe is an excellent marksman, maybe he's a sniper for this particular army. He's a very good marksman and out to you know, thousands of yards, he can hit whatever he's aiming at. But if he lacks the wisdom to know when to pull the trigger, he may fire too early and give away the position of the camp. So my point is this, a good soldier has many qualities, not just one. And when you read in Proverbs, the 31st chapter here, what you find is a list of qualities that the virtuous woman needs to have. And let me add this here. You will not find one single of these qualities being her beauty. I want to let that sink in for just a second, especially to you young ladies. Beauty and her appearance is not listed in the trait traits and qualities of the virtuous woman do not look at yourself in the mirror and say i am not what i need to be or want to be physically and that makes me less because it's nowhere in here what you find where beauty is very important is in proverbs the seventh chapter where it talks about the strange woman that's where beauty really comes into play, and that's not what you want to be. Amen. Now, it's great to be beautiful. I think you're all beautiful. I think my wife is beautiful, and my daughters are beautiful. But that's, if, they, if for some reason, maybe they had some sort of physical defect, that does not make you less. And when you, when you look in the mirror, you need to think about how God sees you, not how the 20-year-old in college sees you. That's what you need to think about. Now... In Proverbs, the 31st chapter, it's going to give us a list of qualities that are going to take, if, if like I said, if the Lord stays with me, a long time to get through. But right now, this is what's on my mind, so that's what I'm going to preach to you. Proverbs, the 31st chapter, I want to start in verse 10, and that's, that's probably as far as I'll get today. In Proverbs, the 31st chapter, it starts talking about the virtuous woman, and it's interesting to me that it starts this off with a question. And it says, who can find a virtuous woman? Now, why do you think he started that off with a question? Who can find a virtuous woman? You think about uh, the, the army example that I used. When there's a particular operation or mission that has to be carried out, and it's, a, it's very important that, that we are successful in this mission. You know what a sergeant or, or whatever rank, or the captain or the colonel or whoever it may be, the general, Whoever's in charge of that mission, when it's something that does not need to fail, what does he do? He goes looking for the right soldier. He doesn't want the soldier that's strong uh, but blind. He doesn't want the one that's fast and weak, or he doesn't want the sniper who lacks poor judgment. He goes and he looks for a soldier who is a complete set of quality, has the complete set of qualities and traits that the mission's not going to fail. He goes looking for somebody. What about, uh, you know, these Alabama uh, coaches or these Auburn coaches or whoever? Each year, what do they do? They go looking for players. 
They're trying to find a player. Why? Because if the army has a mission that they don't want to fail, they need somebody in there that can get it done. If Alabama or Auburn or whatever team is out there, if they want to be successful, they've got to find the best of the best. They don't go out there and say, yeah, well, he's pretty average. Yeah, we'll get him and we'll make him our starting quarterback. That's not what they do. They go looking for something, and we should have the same mentality about seeking out the virtuous woman. Because listen to me, you may think this is the dumbest thing you've ever heard in your life. There is a lot riding on whether you can become the virtuous woman and whether you young men can find her. There is a lot riding on it. Now, unfortunately, the 50-year-olds of today who are miserable in their marriages, a lot of times they can't look back and, and attribute it to the real cause. I didn't become the virtuous woman or I didn't seek out the virtuous woman. Maybe my main thought process when I looked for a spouse was beauty, never realizing that's not one of the traits. So it's vitally important that you seek out and you look for that virtuous woman. Now, why do you want to find her? You want to find that virtuous woman for the same reason that, the, that Nick Saban wants to find the five-star quarterback and the general of an army wants to find the best soldier because your success depends on it. Now, who can find a virtuous woman? And it says, for her price is far above rubies. Now, here we're talking about the value of the virtuous woman. Now, value has is, is often been, and I may have mentioned this to you before, value is a fascinating thing to me. It is fascinating to me what some people put value and worth on. Do you know that there's a little stone called a diamond that to me is no different than a piece of pea gravel on the side of a creek bank? It's a rock. But, but there is, for, for the general public, people place massive amounts of value on it. Like, I mean, you go out to buy a diamond, it'd be thousands and thousands of dollars. But when I look at a diamond, it's just a rock. And it amazes me that we decided that this is what we're going to make valuable to us. What good is it? I know you, you know, we've got, uh, you know, we've got saws and we've got, you know, burrs and things like that. That, you know, the, if you come into my office and I do a, a crown on you, guess what? The little bit that I use to do that is diamond coated. So they're important. I'm not saying they're not important. And ladies, your hands are beautiful with, with them on them and your earrings and all that fun stuff. But, but it's, it has no value to me. It's just a rock. But now let's get real silly with it. You know what is valuable to me? I like a good fitting baseball cap. I don't like a cowboy hat. I don't like a safari hat. I like a baseball hat. And I'm very particular about my baseball hats. And hopefully when I die, if there's one secular thing that people would say about me is that guy knew how to do a hat. Listen, and for some of y'all that can't figure out how to get the bill bent, I'll teach you. Okay, that's my that's my two cents on the flat bill. But my dad taught me from a young age, here's how you wet the bill and here's how you fold it. And here's how you get it to, you know, we'd find a pitcher or a cup and stick it in and to get the bill bent just right. And it's got maybe I've got a weird shaped head, but it's got to fit my head just right. And I can spot one from 200 yards away. 
I can look. I said, that's going to be a good fitting hat, and I'll go pay 10 times what they're asking for it if it's the right fitting baseball hat. I love them. I've got them stockpiled in my house because when I find one, I buy it, and I'll pay 10 times what it's worth. I would step over a wheelbarrow full of diamonds to get to one good fitting baseball cap. That is the truth. Well, I'd probably get the diamonds and sell them and buy a bunch more hats, but you understand what I'm saying. Value is weird to me. It's a strange concept that one person says this is worth so much and another person says it just bothers me to look at it. But generally speaking, what makes something valuable is how rare it is. Right? Generally speaking, that's what makes something valuable when it's difficult to come by. And here the writer of this Proverbs this proverb says, who can find a virtuous woman? And then he puts a value on her. And he says, for her price is far above rubies, far above the diamonds of the world, far ab- above the, the Benjamin Franklin $100 bills of the world, far above the lands of the world, far above any material possession that you could think of. She is worth more than that because unfortunately... They are not on every corner. They weren't in the 10th century, and they aren't today. It is difficult to find a virtuous woman. So to you young ladies, if you can become a virtuous woman, in the eyes of God, you are more valuable than dump truck loads of diamonds. Are you with me? Now, let me close on this introduction here. So I can hand this back over to Brother Tim and sleep better at night knowing I gave you 10 minutes back. The impact that a virtuous woman has on the people around her cannot be expressed in words. I can say that from experience. I am convinced with as much as I have in me that there have been times that the powers of darkness set their sights on me and started to advance towards me, and without me ever even knowing it, there were virtuous women that stepped in the way, maybe through prayer, who knows? And the powers of darkness says, I'm going to step back and go find a little easier target. They were an army to me in my life. They are valuable. They are worth looking for. Young women, they are worth becoming. And young men, for the love of all that is good and kind, they are worth waiting for. So I encourage you, hopefully as we can go through this series, if the Lord wills and permits, we can begin to look at some of these traits of a virtuous woman. So that as you're going throughout your day, you can think in your mind, this is what I need to become. This is what I need to be seeking out. And I hope it gets so ingrained in your mind, young men, that when you see it, you'll know it. And I hope, young women, that it gets so ingrained in your mind that every time something starts to well up inside of you that is contrary to what the Bible says you should be, that you'll cast that off and pursue what being virtuous really means. I hope that introduction has been profitable to you, and I hope that uh, the Lord will bless that uh, if if he continues to put it on my mind. Pray for Brother Tim as he comes.